one of our clients over 10 years reversed type 2 diabetes. So you tell her that she's still a type 2 diabetic. Go on, you tell her that she's still within a diabetic range when the reading states every time she's taking it, she's now not diabetic. This is the Diabetes Freedom Podcast, proudly brought to you by purenutrients.com, the type 2 diabetes specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent, and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally, so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy, and happy life. Welcome back to Diabetes Freedom. This is episode 8. I'm your host, Pat Ridley, and my co-host, Suzanne Ridley. How are you, Suzanne? Oh, I'm really good and really happy to be back with you again. Now, today we're talking about the fatty pancreas. Last episode was about the fatty liver. So this is really an extension from that. As we discussed, the fatty liver is the major predeterminant to having type 2 diabetes, and it leads into what we're talking about today. So this is one of, if not the most important topics because type 2 diabetes is all around the fatty pancreas and fatty liver. So we do need to explore it thoroughly and understand how it can be reversed. So Suzanne, what is the fatty pancreas? Well, as, as it says, it's a pancreas that has fat in it. Fat is not meant to be stored in that organ. And it happens because we have a fatty liver that is exporting a lot of fat because it just can't hold any more in it. And the pancreas is very adept at taking up that fat and storing it in the islet cells. So... What happens with that is that those islet cells whose job is to secrete the insulin that we, that we need, they just become clogged and they can't fulfil their job. We're not talking about a lot of fat here. We're talking about half a gram of fat because this is only a small organ. You know, just half a gram of fat is sufficient for this to be going on. Once the fat builds up in the pancreas, what exactly is it doing to these cells? It's stopping their function. If you think of them becoming clogged with fat. I mean, this is amazing. You know, we've always been taught in mainstream medicine that what happens in type 2 diabetes is that those islet cells get fatigued. They've just constantly been drawn upon to produce more insulin as the blood glucose levels are rising. And they just can't keep up the job. And so they burn out. That was the thought. But in actual fact, what we've been shown is that they are actually clogged with fat. And this is a really positive message because if you clog it with fat, you can get rid of that fat and restore the function. And so what they've found through these studies that once the fat has been removed, so these cells start to produce insulin normally. Is that correct? That's correct. That leads us on to the great work of Professor Roy Taylor. He's the man that has shown this in his studies, how this could be achieved. It's changing the whole look 
of how type 2 diabetes can be treated. So, uh, yeah, really this, this one thing that we're talking about right now is the evidence that we need, you know, the scientific research, the data that Professor Roy Taylor has presented to the world is all we need to focus on to demonstrate to everybody that you do not need to have a lifelong battle, a downhill battle with type 2 diabetes on a drug-based approach. He has demonstrated that through lifestyle, you can reclaim your health, normalize insulin production, and then in effect, reverse type 2 diabetes. And as they put it in the studies, send type 2 diabetes into remission. That's absolutely correct. What it does is, in Professor Roy Taylor's words, it removes the doom and gloom. The helplessness that the person who's diagnosed with type 2 diabetes feels. They just feel that their path now is one of using drugs, some lifestyle issues, but they don't really know a lot about how to go about that. And then utilising drugs, getting those blood sugar levels down. But what Professor Roy Taylor has shown us, that you can take control of this and through lifestyle and particularly your dietary changes, you can actually reverse your diabetes and have a healthy life free of these medications. And also, like as I've said before, even if you don't, you know, quote unquote, reverse type 2 diabetes, meaning that let's say worst case scenario, you still stay within a diabetic range. However, you're going to drastically improve your health. Meaning, to make it clear, you're going to be reducing the risks of all of these life-threatening conditions that go hand-in-hand with type 2 diabetes. The biggest one is cardiovascular disease. So that's meaning, you know, you're going to have a heart attack or you're going to have a stroke. And of course, as diabetes does not spare any part of the body, you're then going to be having healthier, uh, healthier brain, healthier eyes. So... You know, reducing blindness, reducing dementia and Alzheimer's. Then going down to the lower extremities, the neuropathy in the feet and the lower limb amputations. It's such a dark path for somebody who has type 2 diabetes, but with this information, this empowering information, all of those things can be reduced at the very least, but hopefully completely avoided and reversed. So that's the number one message that I would like people to take with them. That is, this is a lifestyle. It's there waiting for you. And it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. It's just a few simple changes every day. And then your future is completely changed. And you'll have a healthier and happier life with your children, your grandchildren, your loved ones. So Suzanne, what did Professor Roy Taylor do to these participants? What did he get them to do to get these results? Well, he, he did this study called the counterpoint study. This came about because of his observations. He looked at people who had undergone gastric banding. Now, you probably all know that that's reduction of the size of the stomach through either stapling or banding. To um, so that the person just simply can't overeat 
and it's used in those who are morbidly obese. And what he observed was they had a large weight loss. Well, we all expected that. But what he also observed was that in their blood sugar levels normalised. And this just put, the lights went on in his brain. I mean, he's a brilliant scientist. So he decided to do this study, the counterpoint study. And in it, he took some type 2 diabetic people. He put them on about a 700 calorie a day diet. And he did this for a period of eight weeks. And over that period, he observed through, he did the magnetic resonance of their organs. And what he saw was that their liver fat greatly reduced, their pancreatic fat started to reduce at a slower level, took longer time, but that with their weight loss, their blood sugar levels were being normalised. So this was a eureka moment that he went, well, what have we got here? And he started to present this to the world. And at first, there was a bit of opposition. This was going against everything that had been taught. So anyway, nobody could really discount his study. And then there was a further study done, and this was funded by Diabetes UK, and this was called the DIRECT study, in which they took about 300 type 2 diabetics. They divided them into two groups, and one was on this dietary restriction program, and the other was just normal treatment. Followed them over a period of time. And once again, this the, the results of this just showed that what Professor Roy Taylor had said was absolutely correct. Through this dietary changes, and all they did, I mean, it was quite amazing. They put them on a 700-calorie diet. This is in the group that they were studying, and this was published in the Endocrine magazine, so it's all there for everyone to see. And they did that for eight weeks. And then these people ate what they described as normally for six months. Now, I don't know what that entailed. But even after that, that eight-week period of restricted eating was enough to reduce their pancreatic and liver fat that these people, um, their HbA1c levels, which as a type 2 diabetic you all know is your average glucose blood reading over a three-month period, they had gone from um, 7.1 to 5.8, and they maintained that even after six months. So, And even in those that, that didn't fully reverse, they still, their HbA1c levels went from 8.4 down to 7.8. So that was a vast improvement. Over what period was that? That was like, Well, they put them on this diet for about eight weeks and then they followed them for six months after but not even they said on a normal diet well one would hope that that would have been a healthy diet but what it's showing you is that in that eight-week period by reducing the fat that was in the pancreas and the liver they'd reduce the insulin resistance insulin production had somewhat normalized so even that was sufficient to get these incredible results they showed that the liver fat had reduced, this is on average, because some people have more liver fat than others, the liver fat had reduced from 12% down to 4% in just 10 weeks. And the pancreatic fat had reduced by 0.5 grams. Yeah, that's a very small amount, but that's all that it takes. And also what's exciting is that it doesn't take that long 
for the visceral fat, that internal fat, to be removed because this is where the fat comes out first. So, you know, when you're putting on weight, you'll probably be putting on weight internally first as well. And then when you're losing weight, you'll be pulling out the weight from the, the fat from the, the organs first. So you know, if someone's thinking, oh, I'm going to have to lose all this weight, you know, someone might be fairly overweight and that it might make them feel, gee, this is going to be such a big effort. I'm going to lose all this weight to get these results. Well, not really, because when you start losing uh, weight, the fat will come out from the organs first and then you'll start to get these results and it will snowball and you'll get momentum and you'll just continue down that path, you know, losing losing more more weight, becoming more healthy. And so that that's encouraging, isn't it? It's very encouraging. I have to say they showed that usually the people would lose about 15 kilograms of weight to achieve some really good results. But as you say, the results are starting earlier. Um, of course, you know, it all depends. You do get people who are quite overweight that, who don't store their fat um, vi- viscerally or, you know, in the, in the organs and around the middle. These are the people who, who um, store their fat more in the subcutaneous fat and they don't have type 2 diabetes and that tends to be a very genetic type of thing. But if you have type 2 diabetes and you are, you know, you're probably going to be overweight you, there's no doubt that you're storing your fat in those organs and around, you know, your spare tire, as we like to call it. Also, I thought it was funny how you said initially uh, Do- uh, Professor Roy Taylor had some resistance because I think there's still resistance to it. A lot of people are waking up to this. However, if you, you know, right now, if you're listening to this, uh, you can go on. Uh, go and Google the Australian or American Diabetes Association websites and you tell me what's on there. Are they saying it can be reversed? No, they're not. Here's a bit of a spoiler alert. (laughs) They're going to be telling you that it's a lifelong condition, it's progressive, and they love to use the word now, it's preventable. So they say that, you know, if you're pre-diabetic, you can prevent going to the later stage. Well, hey, this is this is an improvement from where they're coming from, but they're still not on board with, say, someone, like one of our clients over 10 years reversed type 2 diabetes. So you tell her that she's still a type 2 diabetic. Go on, you tell her that she's still within a diabetic range when the reading states every time she's taking it, she's now not diabetic. So again, try it for yourself and then you will get the the results and you will get the confidence and then you can spread the word. This is what it's about. Let's create a revolution. Let's create a movement by actually doing it and then supporting others and it will snowball. We don't need these so-called authorities to be you know, telling us what to do because unfortunately they've got it wrong and I'm not afraid to say it. So that's that's that. <laughs> well, All right, so Suzanne. I just want to say to you too what what I thought was fabulous that came out of this direct study because everybody's looking at the HbA1c levels and the improvement in the glucose and the fatty liver and the pancreatic fat have been reduced. 
which is all wonderful and totally necessary. But what really put a smile on my face was that they also tested the quality of life. And they did this by a, a, a study I've never heard of, but they call it the EuroQual 5. And they found that people's improvement in life, how they felt about life, had improved by 7.2 points in the intervention group. Now, in the group that had no intervention, that followed the normal path, their quality of life had decreased by 2.9 points. That says it all. Yeah, see, and that's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, it's about improving your quality of life. So, you know, the mechanism is, you know, reversing diabetes or improving your diabetic condition. But ask yourself, why am I wanting to do this? So that I can be healthier and be free of all the pain that goes with all these awful debilitating conditions and then have more quality of life. Yeah, that is awesome. It is. So, and I just so want to also say that um, I saw a, uh, an interview with Professor Roy Taylor fairly recently, and it was, you know, four or five years after this, the direct study had been done. And I think he was surprised. Like he, you know, he's a very, um, very likable type of man. And he's, he's very pragmatic. He says, this is not for everyone. He, he felt that some people would find it too hard. But in actual fact, when I saw him being interviewed, he was amazed at how many people were so keen to come on board. You know, usually they get quite a, a small number of people who actually want to, want to enter their studies. But they had lots of people wanting to, and they were from all walks of life. And the improvements, he said, they weren't just in your higher socioeconomic group people. They were in every group. Every one of them had shown improvements and was keen to you know, to make this part of their life. Yeah, well, I think, you know, some people may, obviously, some people find lifestyle changes more difficult than others, for sure, right? But I think, you know, the way that they did it, so it was a calorie reduction approach, and that can be hard for some people because, you know, you've you've got to be counting calories, You it's time-consuming figuring out how many calories in this, and, you know, and then they might be getting you know, really hungry because they're not, you know, they're feeling they're not getting enough and that can be challenging. So I think if you, if you approach it by looking at the macronutrients, which is the carbohydrates, protein and fats, and you understand how much you should be having on a daily basis to put yourself on the path of reversing diabetes, I find that would be an easier way because you're not counting calories, you're just understanding the types of foods and how they impact your body and your diabetes, and you're not really restricted as much. Of course, you still don't want to be consuming like huge and huge amounts of food. Of course not. That is definitely part of it. But I think you know when we're talking about the what foods, opposed to counting the calories, I reckon that's probably an easier way for most people. What would you say? Yes, I'd absolutely agree with that. And I think it's, you know, people enjoy eating. And I think when they start to think they have to change change their lifestyle, it's actually the thought of it that can be more daunting than the actual when you get in there and you start doing it. You know, we all have a bit of an attachment to food, some more than others. So it's... 
It's being able to educate yourself and then to change your habits till they become the normal way that you live. And that's very achievable. Yeah, well, I remember speaking to a lady who I was helping and she was commenting on like having all this hunger, like, oh, just like she just, you know, like eating food really is enjoyable, but she really felt that she needed to have X amount at such and such a time of day. It wouldn't just affect her emotionally, but it would like make her feel ill in a way. Now, I think a lot of it is psychological, especially in the first instance. So what I suggested to her was to steam some vegetables, like a big bowl, and and eat that. You're not going to get diabetes if you have a big bowl of steamed carrots, broccoli, peas, and you you can have some sugar-free sauce to go over it or melted cheese. And she was like, oh, I can do that? I was like, yeah, for sure. Like vegetables, you should be having... 70% 70% plus, 70-80% plus of vegetables in your diet anyway. And what Nobody is eating enough vegetables, I don't think. And that was for her. She was like, wow, okay, well, I'll just do that. I'm like, yeah, have some fish, put some lemon juice on it, have a big bowl of vegetables. Now tell me you're hungry after that. So it's so achievable. And then once you're doing it after a while, it becomes your lifestyle. And it's okay to still eat some of the other unhealthy foods from time to time. You want to live your life. You want to enjoy it. It's just when it becomes the norm and the majority, that's when it becomes a problem. So what should somebody do right now, Suzanne? They're listening. They're inspired. They're going, right, I'm going to reverse my diabetes. What should they do? Well, the very first step is to get that junk food out of your diet. Because, you know, what what you were talking about then, Patrick, is very true. People have this idea. I I had someone say it to me recently, oh, that person works night shifts, so they need a lot of glucose during the night. They eat lollies. And I'm like, my goodness, people have got no idea. And these were actually nurses, I have to say. And I just, you know, there's this idea that you have to have sugar and glucose in your diet to get energy. And it's such a fallacy. So the very, and that's what's causing the obesity the type 2 diabetes epidemic that we're finding ourselves in. So your very first step is to get your body used to eating good food. It's not in a package. It's not in a can. It's your wholesome food. So start with eliminating sugar. And remember, it's not just the sugar in your tea and coffee. It's all that hidden sugar in foods. Get rid of the heavily processed foods. You know, we're talking about things that you do know about, like chips, um, any kind of biscuits, all of those. But also, let's try to get down the high-carbohydrate foods. These are your pastas, your rice, your bread. A lot of people think that bread is such a healthy food. But, you know, the way we make it nowadays, it really isn't. And it's very high in carbohydrates, and they're going to be increasing your glucose levels. So we're going back to a natural whole food diet. Usually that's not found in cans and packages. Lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, more vegetables than fruit, but good quality proteins. We're talking about grass-fed meat, eggs, some chicken, some fish, all of those, and good healthy fats, your coconut oil, your olive oils, butter instead of margarine. Get your margarine and put it in the bin. If you can start to adopt these ideas, 
you're well on the path to improving your diabetic situation. That's your number one. Number two would be to eat within a time-restricted feeding. So your feeding period should be no more than a 12-hour period. If you have your first cup of coffee in the morning at 7, don't eat after 7 p.m. at night. So that's your 12-hour period. And, of course, no snacking. Just three meals a day, eliminate the snacking. You're going to go a long way. We've got a lot more work to do than that, but that's the beginning. It's getting your system and yourself used to not having the junk food and eating well. And then we can take that bit further when you've become accustomed to it or when you feel like it, and you'll extend those periods of time in which you're not eating and getting into some intermittent fasting. And that's just going to accelerate this process even further. Yeah, that's awesome. And so then like in our program, that's the foundation. That's how we start somebody walking along that journey. And it is really, really simple to to get started. Educate yourself about healthy eating. Understand the, the times that you are eating are just as important. And that is like a big player there. A lot of people are missing that. So they're your two big power moves, you know, understand what you're eating and then minimizing your exposure to insulin and the frequency. And that's going to be 90% of of the the results that you're going to get. They're going to come from that. And then if you want to supercharge it, as you said, Suzanne, the intermittent fasting, you know, and, and that's really going to be the big like knockout punch that if you, you put that in and that's going to just really tip it into your favor and you just watch and feel the results start to come towards you. And of course, which we will describe to our listeners in later episodes, the importance of other lifestyle factors like sleep, uh, stress and exercise. And I know you've got some wonderful herbs and spices that you use. So these are other things that are waiting for you that will complement and accelerate the results for you for an ongoing healthy lifestyle well, it was wonderful talking to Suzanne about this very important topic and I hope for all of you listening that you have gained some insight and inspiration for your own health and your recovery journey if you would like Suzanne and I to guide you and help you further please visit our website purenutrients.com we have a diabetes recovery program and there are also other content you can go through like Suzanne's book and who knows what else we'll put on there from <laughs> from today because I'm a busy bee. I'm always uh, creating new things. So reach out to us and you know, share this podcast on Facebook if you if you want to be part of the movement because this is this is where it is. It's Suzanne and I are just a small we're a small player in the the big scheme of things and we need people like you to spread the word through the remarkable man professor roy taylor he's done this and there are other awesome people out there that inspire us we would love you to be part of that and we wish you the best on your diabetes recovery journey this is the diabetes freedom podcast 
proudly brought to you by purenutrients.com, the type 2 diabetes specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy and happy life.